about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, it's Welcome, everyone, to the Circle Debate Cage My IQ Iron Championship Online MMA Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the host, Stevie, is going to have to see, of course, with my other host, my familia, my blood, my all, my sangre, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go ahead and introduce my other host. Of course, man, with the IQ that Masvidal should have thought of retirement a long time ago, <laughs> and but he unfortunately did not want to retire. But it is now he, he did, but we'll get into that. Ladies and gentlemen. Damn, Bagley, what is going on? Bagley, he wanted to get that jacket for uh, testing uh, negative uh, for anything for the 50th time. They do that thing where if you get tested 50 times and don't test positive, you get some sort of jacket. So uh, that was his 50th time. Is that what? He's going to get that green jacket like the golf one? I guess we're going to get Jesus Christ. And, of course, the man who brings that rage in that cage, ladies and gentlemen. Because it brings you that pain. This man, ah, the phenomenal one himself, that will teach you a lot of things in the sport of mixed martial arts. That's why he's a phenomenal one himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Rage. What is going on, Coach? <laughs> you gave that on of applause. That's right. You didn't deserve that. Well deserved. Because, man, there was a lot of things we said last week for of the predictions for, you know, for this card. And the, and what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, of course, is for UFC 287, Adesanya Piera Part 2. But we already know that we're Part 8 or 9 or whatever it is. And then, of course, Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal. We were here last week giving our predictions for it. And there was a lot of them we were kind of wrong. Well, mainly me, I can tell you that. Coach at least got a couple right because he did call at least two right, I believe. That I, I got them all right except two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Only two you had wrong. Only two you had wrong. But everything else, well, you had them every – yeah, you had them all, man. I, 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 would, say, I would say Rob Font. <laughs> hey, the, oh, wow. But, yeah, let's get <laughs> into the action, man. Let's kick it off, but we're going to be – Giving our recap for the pay-per-view main card, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get it. Bring it up, Bakley. What do we got first for the main card? We got a bandweight matchup. We had Christian Rodriguez defeated Raul Rosas Jr. by unanimous decision 29 27, 29 28, and 29 28. Oh, when I saw this, I was disappointed. But hey, uh, I was I was impressed over the first round for you know for Raul Rosas. I was expecting more out of him in the second and third round, but by the looks of it here, it looks like he used everything what he got. He put it out there for the first round. All that energy, that cardio, just 
didn't was not really useful in the second, third round. I got to give it a credit with credits due to Christian Rodriguez, you know, a veteran himself, even though, you know, a couple of fights that he already has already in, but his defense was there for the, for the, you know, the first round. He really, Rodriguez's defense was up to par and I'll, you know, commend him for that. But he came in in the second, third round and really dominated. I mean, that was, that was his round. I mean, it's unfortunate that our boy, you know, Rosa's lost, but hey, you know what? You live and learn, baby. It doesn't mean that you're gone. Dana White still loves you, you know, and you're still part of the UFC, and I'm still happy that he's still part of it. But, he, you know, he got a lot to learn. There is a lot to learn. And who was in Raul Rosa's corner? Was it his family in his corner? Because that's- Yeah, his father, his father and his brother. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. So I don't know what he needs to do. Maybe uh, I, I know. See, coach should have been there. Coach should have been in his corner. I told you, Coach. He should have just. Hey, you know what? Let me go out there. Hey, be I'll be alongside him. Be right in his corner, baby, and tell him. You know, oh my God. But it is, you know, it, it's an unfortunate loss. But hey, you know what? It's a little learn, and hopefully he can go back in the blueprint, go back on the board, go back to the coach, Coach Rage. I'm like, hey. Coach, what did I do wrong? And we'll save him best for last of what he did wrong. He's going to break it down for us from that. But vaguely, give us your take on this fight. Were you disappointed as well? Like I watched it on Saturday. Watched it. I was in disbelief. But then I watched it again this time. Like, I was drinking a little bit Saturday, so I had to watch it a little <laughs> bit earlier. Like, clear, watch it slowly, keep an eye on things. And I noticed a lot of things – this time that I didn't notice the first time I noticed the fact that Rosas was rushing. He was basically pushing the pace from the start. Like he was basically sprinting. You heard the commentary booth comment on it. The fact that he just kept on running over, running over, rushing his uh, clinch ups. He was trying to get on top of him. He got up to the back. He was rushing, trying to choke him out. And Christian Rodriguez was just taking a sweet little time, not moving that much. Yep. Being more methodical, he was just taking us like it, this was basically the tortoise against the hare, I would like to say, because uh, Rosas wanted to get him out like that. He had his chances in the first round, he had the, the choke in, but Christian Rodriguez didn't really phase him, he didn't panic. You could right. see that he is more veteran now compared to Rosas because he's had some experience uh, fighting in the UFC, he knows what they expect. So he just went with the flow. He went with the game plan. And as the fight went on in round two, you could see Rosas slow down. You saw Christian take over. He wasn't taking any chances. He was just given what Rosas was uh, giving him. Uh, those times that he could have went to the back of Rosas, but he chose to keep uh, the lock on, on the back and just throw at him and keep positioning. And then round three, I'm going to show you the picture again. He, he started to connect on more of the the strike in, in the stand-up because Rosas refused to go into the clinch until two minutes in because he knew that he didn't have that energy left to clinch and really take him down. So he just took what was given to him, and he basically, it was basically pretty easy for uh, Rodriguez after round one. And I will say that, that Rosas does have the potential. He just needs to kind of get the IQ going, not rush things, like take chances when he needs to, but then be patient when things aren't just given to him. And I think right. that's one of the mistakes that he made. He just kept on rushing, rushing, and he tired himself out. 
Yeah, indeed. Coach. Yes. So when you have a loss like this, uh, it can go one of three ways. It can go good, it can go bad, or nothing can change, right? Um, I hope, I hope this is good for, for uh, Roses. Um, he's young, right? And and the concern was, well, he's trying to be the youngest champion ever. So you know he's rushing his career, and you know rushing some of the fights, but. Uh, at the same time, I hope he doesn't lose that urgency. Um, do you guys remember Jeremy Stevens? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. So that happened to him. He was he was the little heathen. He was a beast. He was a monster, and that was part of his personality. That was part of his fight style. And then some of his coaches tried to change him, and he went on this horrific losing streak. And he was also working with a a con artist for strength and conditioning. It was, it was a mess, but point that I'm making is Raul's personality is high paced, intense, aggressive. And if he can keep that and learn all the nuances that he needs to learn, you know, he's he's young. He's 19 years old, right? Yep, and yep. and a lot of what we just what a lot of what we saw was the difference between a 19 year old and a 24 year old. Yes. You know, um, so I think because of his personality, uh, I don't think they're gonna try and tame him, and I think that's a good thing. But you need to grow into your body. You need to take appropriate fights. You need to step it up in competition without trying to jump up the ladder. You know, climb the ladder, but don't try and jump three, four levels. Um, I think the kid has a, a great future ahead of him, uh, and I, I hope, I hope his dad uh, continues to train him, and I hope that they come away from this loss as a learning experience, but don't make drastic changes don't throw you know the baby out with the bathwater and try and start all over and slow him down and and change his style i don't know no and his style got him to where he is right running right. over people first round finishes got him on the main event right so uh i think they should take a a, a different approach in his career uh and Shear up some of the holes in his game, uh, but I don't think they need to revamp his whole his whole style. Uh, but at the same time, we also need to acknowledge how great a job uh, Rodriguez in his corner did. Right? They, yeah. They they were great. He was great. So uh, I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the with the Rosas. I feel like if he could disguise some of those takedowns, he'd be a lot better instead of like just or, tele really, telegraphing it so so much to where I felt like it was Curtis Blades rushing right, from exactly. the cage right, and agreed. just be like, I'm doing this. Either you're going to defend it or you're not. Maybe right. if he and, could disguise it and get closer, it might be more effective. Yeah, and that's that's what I call MMA, 
actually fighting an MMA where you set up your grappling with your striking, you set up your striking with your grappling, and you mix the martial arts. Uh, it's easier said than done. And, it, and it's a nuanced skill that, yeah, all the champions do it. Well, Habib didn't do it, but most of the champions do it. <laughs> Which is what makes them champions. That's right. And at least he's at least he's very young, so he can yes. make corrections. It's not like he's thirty-five where you're stuck in whatever you're doing now because because at that point in time you're yeah. not going to change anything. He can make a lot. He can make changes if he, and be good to go since and he's see, only he's, eighteen. He's young. He's yeah. young, you know, and he he has a lot of room to grow in both his striking and his grappling, and mixing them in an MMA fashion. Yeah, uh, but I think he can do it, and I uh, I really like, I, I love the family. And again, I was biased. I picked him because I I I love what they're doing, and I just uh, I wish them all the luck in the world. Absolutely, I, and and I think him getting put on the main card kind of put a little bit of pressure out of him. Yeah, to absolutely. make it to make a, a like a big scene to try and get a big finish, and maybe they need to put him on the prelims now so he can work on things and not have that much pressure to exactly. work his way back up like anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that's the different, the different path in the career, have a long, fruitful career rather than a short, spectacular career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's good enough. He's young enough. His, his father is smart enough. I think that they can really, you know, go one step at a time rather than trying to jump entire chapters. Yeah, because then right away you'll see the downfall, like right away. We've seen other fighters that have been at that state, that, that level and can never come back to them. Right. And so, well, I mean, I mean yeah. like, <laughs> how many flavors of the month <laughs> have we, you know, Sage Northcutt? Uh, I can't even think of all the, the other kids that have, you know, just oh, showed up, burnt out, and now they're right. And yeah. I don't want to see that. To, I don't want, I don't want to. That to happen. I don't want to see that happen. And then he uh, just had his first fight in almost four years. So, uh, oh, Rodriguez. Sage. <laughs> yeah. Sage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I've met Sage. He's really. He's a really good guy. I. I he's a good guy. But that's. We're not talking about that. I just. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what the future holds for uh, Rosas, and hopefully, you know, we'll see him back. Back in that main event card, but in the meantime, I mean, I agree. Prelims yep. started off, get more hungry, within more experience, and then once you're up there again, then this time you have all that knowledge and all yeah. you know that experience of being in a preliminary card to get into the main actual so, main cards. So uh, you and I, we predicted Rosa because of our bias, and yes, uh, yes, bias. What did bias? I picked Rosa. We all, yeah, we, all, okay. yeah. <laughs> we all picked Rosa. We all picked Rosa. We all went on the hype train. Yeah, uh, we were on the hype train. I was really happy for him with the last fight. I was like, yeah, and I'll this. and I'll do it again. I don't care. I'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> 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 love it, love it. All right, what do we got in the second fight, Bakley? What do we got going? We got a welterweight matchup. Uh, we have Kevin Holland who defeated Santiago Ponzinibbio by third round KO. Oh man, this was. Uh, I can tell you what is it. Uh, I think this fight could have been performance on night two for me, but 
it shot it, it what shook me on this was Ponce Nibio's, you know, defensive was not there. Holland really showed up. It's and definitely showed up um, by I would say what the second round. Because the first round, of course, you know, Pizzibio, I give I'll give Pizzibio the first round. But you know, but at least Kevin Holland had to you know had to taste. Had okay, now I know what's being common collective, not only to do the second round. He came in with the same, you know, just just those heavy strikers, you know, striking that he has. And Principio had no answer. Um, I think the biggest mistake where it caused it all was I think even towards the end of the round, which uh that was a rough fall, but the way oh, that knockout baby, Jesus, that TKO was fantastic. But for me, I think Principio's mistake. And I don't know if you guys agree with me, but when when Holland made that kick and Pizzivio grabbed, not only once, he did it twice. That was a big, for me, big no-no. Knowing he the held height, it. He, he held it. He Why held would you do it, that? Yeah, yeah I, that was a big mistake for holding on to it, especially like he got lucky by, I, it was to say the first round, I believe it was, by the end of the first round when the, it was over, he got lucky. Because mind you that Holland's reach is so long, like, okay, he can literally just, he backfisted him. Okay, here you go. And oh shit, he's feeding you now. Okay. But I don't know if the coaches told him to do that or that was his intention. But I think that was an error on his part. What caused him to I think that was one of the major factors and besides his defense, but I think that's what the whole thing turned around. And Holland came in, you know, knocked him out. Great, great knockout. Love how Holland went over to the top talking talking to Dana Donald Trump. So you know, I know I know Holland wants, you know. I know he wants to fight. I know he wants to champion a, a title fight, but you know, now welterweight division is too. He gotta tranquilo, Holly. Gotta take it easy a little bit, but go up the ladder. Hey, you gotta go up the ladder, my brother. But it's gonna take a quite some time to get there. But man, I mean, we'll see. But it was a great fight. I enjoyed it. I think this could have been a, a performance of the of the night. I want to say fight of the night, performance of the night. You know, because of Holly's performance. I think he made up from his last performance that we seen that we saw, and I'm happy for him for this win. Great win for him, and man, the crowd was really. I think this Miami crowd was hot. I really enjoyed this this crowd throughout the whole event. It was fantastic. You know, they were really into into these fights, and especially this one. You know, for Holland. So kudos to Holland. Great win. All right, take it away, Blake. Take it away. I'm not going to say too much. I'm going to say, if I had to say a word for this fight, I would say alert, because that's what Kevin Holland was. He was very alert in this. He knew he had to put on a very good performance. He only had a lot of good shots, because, like I said before, Ponzinibbio gives his face up way too much. Yep. I even like some of the leg kicks that he threw. But then, just like you said, when he Holland threw that leg up and Ponzinibbio caught it, I felt like maybe it's because of the in the heat of moment. You don't really think as much in the moment. He, I felt like he could have swept the the other leg out from Holland, but I guess he just didn't think of it because of how fast they were going and everything. And then yeah. Holland, Holland just went like boom, but then he, he didn't even catch him with the first one. He caught him with the second well, the one. The second one, yeah. He caught him with the second one, and it was just just like you said, the reach. The, the torque of his hand going flying back just caught him. I think it was that with the combined damage of the shots that he was already taken in the in the fight kind of did it in. And maybe it was just like combination of everything. Yeah. Just he just took too much because I feel like maybe 
if it was just that, maybe he could have survived it, but he just took so much uh, damage in that fight. And then he was able, just like you said, round one was good for him, but Holland wanted this. He wanted that finish. He wanted to because he, like, he he hasn't felt that way in a while because he he's taken some weird fights. The Shabayev one was just there's nothing he could do because of the situation with the pay per view and he wasn't going to not fight, so he took that one and like he he has looked better at welterweight and then he did in middleweight because of the grappling and I've seen improvements. It, it's just. He's doing it all while facing guys in the top 15. This is something yeah. that you should be doing outside the top 15 and working up. And he's doing it trial by fire in this new division in the top 15, which is crazy. And yeah. he's had mixed a bag of emotions there. And I give him props for all that. I, I do. Like You oh, can yeah. say that it's easier to uh, like move up and it's harder to move, to move down because you're cutting weight. But with everything – with worrying about guys taking him down, it's worked out for him for the better. Oh, yeah. And just to add on what you said about the leg kick, that's yeah. another thing, too, that was shocked me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you caught him too, Coach, was that Holland didn't switch his footwork. Yeah. So Ponzibio could have taken advantage of that. But how you mentioned that he was too overwhelmed with all the striking that Holland was giving him, he wasn't pay, focusing on, hey, the leg kicks, because Holland was hurting by the, like, the mid-second round that – he was already his leg was really good, and he didn't switch. His, he didn't switch. He kept it the same. So the, that was a big risk on Hollis' part too, because yeah. that could have been it. Could have gone the opposite way if, if Ponzibio would have focused on that. You know, so maybe that's what and uh, something that maybe Holland should look at because you don't want, especially someone of a, of a leg striker like Ponzibio. If you fight another fighter like that who's probably a better striker than he is. Then that's going to be a big problem for, for and Holland. He, and he, he ramps things up as the fight goes. Yeah. But I feel like because he didn't get the chance to with the Holland laying some big shots on him, yeah. he had to kind of change his game plan and go away from it. He had to kind of play a little bit of defense rather than offense with yeah. how he was taking those shots. And that's just props to Holland for noticing that and not letting him get back to what was working for Ponzinibbio. Absolutely, yeah, Coach. Kevin, bring it Kev, Kevin Holland is is special. Uh, he's his the way he's built, the way he talks, and the choices he makes. He lands stuff that shouldn't land, and he makes stuff work that should never work. The way he knocked out Jacare, uh, the way he wobbled Ponzinibbio with a a backhammer fist. The, just kind of like thrown out there um those strikes don't work for normal people but because of the way he's built he's uh very long and lanky and he's got great leverage in his strikes uh he makes stuff work so when his head is in the game when he's focused and when he believes that he's special good things happen yeah uh I think he's he's best at welterweight. Um, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Ponzinibbio, but uh, this this fight did go longer than I thought it would. I, I thought uh, Holland was going to get the knockout earlier in the fight, but uh, it was it was it was fun to watch. I, I think uh, you know all the the mistakes. Now, see, that's the other thing, right? It's really hard. 
when you got guys built like Holland, who are extremely tall and have unusual proportions, right? Uh, it happened, I can't remember, but it happened not too long ago. Uh, somebody grabbed a leg and uh, they got hit again because the person had a very long reach. Mm. So I want to say Paul I, I, Craig, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it uh, was. It was Paul Craig. Yeah. He got, um, he, got, he got hit with it, yeah. That's hard to prepare for. That's hard to prepare for. You don't, you don't catch kicks that often in MMA sparring. I mean, it happens, but it it doesn't happen every round, and it doesn't happen with every every training partner. And then, who, what training partner do you have that's built like these outliers with extremely long limbs? And so, it's not something you have a whole lot of experience with. Where it's right. like, oh, this is a long, tall guy. I need to grab further down by the ankle and leave my head. You know, you just you just don't get that experience in training. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, it, 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 and it was uh, Johnny Walker who did it to Paul Craig. Oh, uh, Johnny see, Walker, okay. another another guy that hits way harder than than you'd expect, and uh, you know the unusual lever lengths and odd body proportions. I mean, like Johnny Walker's a, a strange looking dude. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you can, I, I see some similarities in their structures between Johnny Walker and, and Kevin Holland. Right? Kevin Holland. So, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I gotta see if he's yeah. back in the rankings or not. Who? No. Uh, Walker? Yeah. Or yeah, Kevin, uh, Kevin Holland's not in the rankings. No, I already he's, checked. He's not in the rankings. Yeah, he's at 16. Yeah. He's at He's right outside. That's good. That's okay. good. Yeah, he's got some, he's got some work to do, and and I would really like to see him get with a mental skills coach or a sports psychologist, tomato tomato. But uh, I'd I'd like to really see him work on his psychology, because if he gets that if he gets that one piece of the puzzle locked away, he's he's going to be something really difficult to deal with at at, mm-hmm. at any any level of the game. Mm, absolutely. Oh man! Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Broadcast out to Australia, man. Australia, what's going on? What great what is going on too, my brother? What's no, the last question about this. What are your thoughts on uh, Ponzinibbio trying to say that he was getting up? He said that he wasn't down. Uh, that they should have let him get back up because he was trying. He said he was trying to get back, even though I don't think he was. I think he was done. Yeah, I think he was like he didn't even <laughs> I, know where he was I, at. Yeah, I think he was. I think he didn't know that he was unconscious. Yeah. I, I, he <laughs> I didn't was, think so either. Oh, uh, he was. He was out. That wasn't. That was a great stoppage. Yeah, it was a good call. I mean, come on. Once he, but your face that, first. That, that happens. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, if it, if that happens and if you fall face first in boxing, they don't they don't do the count. Right. It's over. Yeah. We know it. Yeah, we know that that's that's a knockout. Um, but it happens all the time, especially in MMA. Right. Yeah. I mean, but guys, you see the guys, they start, they'll, they'll start wrestling or grappling with the ref and then argue about the stoppage. <laughs> it's like, no, no. <laughs> I have I shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, Bigley, what do we got next, brother? 
We have a bantamweight matchup that saw Rob Font defeat Adrian Giannis by first round KO. I just wish Chris was here because I wanted to get his reaction about this fight. I wish he, I wish he was here because I wanted to, you know, we I the coach, you were the only one that picked Font. We picked Giannis. I, look, experience from this man, even though Font has been out of the octagon for quite some time. He came back. He was calm and collective. You know, just everything calm and collective in the first two minutes, I would say. And then right after that, he just went in, got him with the jab, got it. And it's just a good combination that fought, that Raw fought an opening of Giannis. You know, I mean, of, of uh, excuse me, yeah, of Adrian Giannis. He found that opening and right away with that, oh, with that right. And that was it. And kudos to Font for being very calm and collective and using his, de- you know, his defense technique, and you know, wasn't really too much. Uh, he didn't wasn't he didn't overwhelm himself mentally. I felt that he was waiting for the right opening time, and he found that that window was open right there on Giannis, and then that's when he took over. And ah, uh, I, I gotta give Font his credit. A great win for him. I and this was a good win for him. I believe this was the fight that it was. A performance of the uh yeah no I see the was this performance of the fight I think it was wasn't it no yeah performance of the night yeah performance of the night excellent which, yeah so you know congratulations yeah. to Rob Fon great win and it's funny how they asked Dana the poster what do you think about Rob Fon he just didn't say much about him I guess you know maybe his boy was Giannis was like shit who knows but you know kudos to kudos to Rob Font good win uh we'll see what's next for him but Giannis. Uh, hey, you got to lose sometime, you know, and he lost to a great, a great veteran, yeah. just like Rob Font. So nobody's undefeated all the time. Nobody stays undefeated all the time. It's rare when you see that in Octagon. It's rare. Go ahead, Big, take it away, brother. Yeah, this this was kind of a tear of two halves of the, the first uh, round. Uh, I felt like Giannis was catching him with uh, some of those uh, power jams that he was throwing in early, and he definitely was doing damage to to Rapon's face. Rapon took a year off because of orbital damage, and then he had the birth of his uh, child as well. So he took a little bit more time off for the first couple months there before he wanted to come back. And it took him like a minute or two to get acclimated, get back into things. He was taking some shots. It was that it was that exchange where they both were exchanging uh, overhand shots. It, it was kind of weird, like. Font got hit. He backed up a little bit, or he kind of like stutter stepped because he got hit, and then he kind of launched the right hand over, over the left hand of Giannis, connects, and then Giannis stumbles. That was kind of the changing of the round. It was that weird exchange where he was lucky enough to go like this after getting hit and backing up, and, and caught him, and then he just started throwing that jab, throwing that jab. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, if there's something with Font. It's that jab. He doesn't throw many much power with it. It's just he extends it and he knows how to use it. Yep. But in this one, he was he was landing it enough to where the same spot to where it was being very effective. And then he 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 would do like double jab and then overhand, and that's what and that's what caught Giannis at the end was the double jab overhand shot, put him down, and then he finished him with the hammer fist. And yeah. like we don't see Rob Font finishing guys like that. We see him just jab a guy up uh, like for five, three rounds, five rounds, 
and winning by volume. But it was just that Giannis is a guy that likes to get in there. Uh, like He doesn't block his uh, head that much. He started to throw leg kicks, which is a new nuance of his game. So I think it opened his face up even more. And he just he didn't have an answer for that jab. They both didn't have an answer for each other's jabs. It's just that Rob Font Rob hit him with that overhand and caught him when he didn't expect it. And props to Rob Font. Gets back in the, the wing column and makes me see what he's going to do now because it was finding a guy that was behind him. So now obviously he's going to want a good matchup now, but he's fought almost everybody in front of him. So. And he's a battle weight, right? So I mean, I have to see. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I guess he has pretty much fought almost, almost <laughs> everybody in that division. Jesus. Ah, well, coach, Where take it, it away. So uh, I knew Rob Font was grittier, uh, and I, I suspected he had a stronger strength of schedule. I expected. I suspected he was just more of the veteran. But what surprised me was the, uh, to me, you could see the difference in power. Uh, Rob Font, first of all, his fists for his side, he's got, he's got big hands on a little body. Uh, <laughs> so he, he lands with some power. And that, I, I don't remember that in some of his other fights. But it was like glaringly obvious to me in this one. Um, Yanez is slick. He's fast. Uh, but I think uh, he just wasn't. See, if there's young guys, if there's young coaches, young fighters, if you're listening, take the time. Just don't rush your career. And don't think that your career outside of the UFC matters. You can have 100 fights outside the UFC. They're not the same as your fights in the UFC. Take your time to develop your skills. Develop your Get your experience in the UFC before you start jumping up, up the rankings. And, you know, don't find out the hard way <laughs> that, you, that you bit off just a little more than you can yeah. chew. Um, Yanez, I think, you know, I... I think he's special. I think he's got a lot going on. Um, I'm I'm a little sad that this happened to him. Uh, and you know, when you're when you're a coach and when you're a fighter and you're in this situation, it's really hard. It's hard to be objective and really see where you how you match up to the competition. And uh, you know, it's just. Play it safe. Get your experience. Go one step at a time, and then you will get there eventually. But uh, that's my advice for, for most everyone, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you if you take that mentality, the big breaks will happen without you chasing them. The big breaks will happen without you. You're just grinding away, getting better, getting better. Then all of a sudden, all right, and boom, you, you're there before you know it. Um, Rob Font, he's a veteran at this point. 
I don't know what's next for him. No idea. But I'm, you know, I'm happy for him. I've always liked him. Uh, I like both these guys, and uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a great fight. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great yeah. fight. Really yeah, I, I think, I think he's just gonna have to work on the training against guys with bigger reaches because that's, that's a glaring thing that showed in this is the fact that Font is one of the tall, tall guys. So I feel like guys like Rob Font, Corey Sanhagen are gonna be guys that he struggles with that he's gonna have to train with and train to get inside instead of standing there and do one of the things that Giannis does best is back up and throw that jab maybe against guys like this maybe he has to train and learn to get under those shots and get inside the pocket and throw uh throw those combinations at these guys instead of doing that I think maybe that's a mistake that he made in this matchup but he's only 29 so he he still has time to learn that to make the corrections mm. with this striking but he he still was very effective with those shots yeah. and he damaged up the face of Font. so he, yeah. he did he did great and as you pointed out earlier he is growing he is learning he's getting better yeah. uh it's just you, you know it it was just a little he just bit off a little more than he could chew with this yeah. with this matchup you know uh he, he should have he should have had a, a more appropriate matchup but uh you know maybe and the thing is that's really not the that's the manager's job and it's the coach's job the fighter's job is to fight the fighter's job is to say yes the fighter's job is whatever you put in front of me i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it down that's the fighter's job right so i i you know i i talk about yanez as though it was but no it's it's the people around him it's his manager it's his coaches it's you know the, yeah. the decision makers <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's a thing for that whole group that maybe it's good to get that loss out of the way get a little bit of that pressure of trying to stay undefeated and now he can go back make the corrections and be like okay this is what i need to do now like i was riding high but now i see what i was like what i was doing wrong and even though i was winning you know yeah. like it worked until that point but now i gotta reshuffle things and get back going from square one yeah yep i agree i i uh i gotta tell you guys something mma is really hard it's hard to do it's hard to learn it's hard to train and it's hard to fight (laughs) (laughs) definitely all the above is that's why i don't do it there's there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces and uh a lot of people when you're in the mix when you're in the in the eye of the storm it's hard to hard to like you know it's hard to see the mistakes it's hard to own up to your mistakes both fighter coach manager everyone you know it's it's it's, and it's hard to get right and sometimes even it works out when you have it wrong and you get lucky or you have it right and it still doesn't work out right so you know there's just so many uncontrolled variables and uh so so much fundamentals and in and out mentally physically just overall jesus i i commend everybody who does it i yeah i probably talk about a hell you will never see me knock this out never never i will never do that i won't even last he's not even less than a second but shout out to clark street that's right trouble chief what's going on 
on Twitch as well. We're on Twitch, ladies and gentlemen, too. Besides following us yeah. on our audio platforms, oh, wow. we're on Twitch. We're all over. We're on Twitch, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and, of course, all the Spotify and Apple podcasts. We're everywhere, baby. That's right. Wow. Love it. Yes. What do we got next, Bakley? Talk to me. What we, do got, we, got? we got the co-main event here. We got the welterweight matchup. Gilbert Burns defeats Jorge Masvidal by Inez decision 30-27, 30-27, in Jorge's last fight. Who the fuck scored 20? Okay, I, that's... Oh, There's, oh yeah, so many, so many, so many. <laughs> yeah. I, I scored a 29-28. I, I, yeah. I, I really? You gave a round but, to Masvidal? If I, if I gave the first round, you could have gave it to Burns. Uh, I gave it to Masvidal. It, it oh, didn't, okay. The first round didn't really matter anyway. So Yeah. I, yeah. I, didn't, <laughs> I gave all three rounds to Burns. But. Yeah. Burns dominated. There's nothing much I can really talk about. It's Burns just dominated. Yeah. I really feel that Masvidal really was – I know, but, you know, for all Masvidal fans, I, you know, I – I he got might get shitted on it, but this guy did not train. I don't think he was prepared mentally and physically for Burns. I feel this was a show. I feel this was his, you know what? Um, this is my goodbye. I think he already knew he was gonna retire. And mind you, he did not mention the word of retirement. He just said, I'm done, I'm out, I'm done. But are you just gonna retire? Are you gonna retire? But look, overall, this fight should have been all Burns, the all three rounds, in my opinion. Burns dominated the whole three rounds. I know they gave it a monster. That's when we got that 29-28 because they gave him the first round. How you mentioned Bakley, they're, they're gonna have to. I mean, why what other options are you gonna do it? So but I just want to still give credit, you know, give my kudos to Mazda for what he's done in his career in the octagon, all his best fights. I mean, even Dana mentioned, you know, his prior fights and the knee that got him up there became the street Jesus, who was a that knee to Ben Askren. That got him into elevated his yeah. career. His, and his, his time in strike force before he came. Yeah, to the strike force. He was a fucking beast, man. So, I mean, that's why I mean kudos to Masvidal's career, and I wish him nothing for the best. But I already know what he's gonna do. No, you're not going to Bellator like I normally say. Everybody goes to Bellator. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, I think he's gonna bust a celebrity boxing, try to fight one of the fucking Paul brothers. Yeah, well, yeah, he's going bare yeah. knuckle. Oh, he, oh bare knuckle. my money, I bet you bare knuckle. Well, I think he would. Well, he, 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 has a, he has his own promotion that he's running now, so he might just do that. A you're game right, bread, you're right. Game, game bread uh, promotions, which I think that they're working with the thing with DOC with on the, the fight pass. Uh, if it keeps going, I've heard rumblings about that, but it's it's successful. They've had some, uh, Famous people on it, especially a couple weeks ago, they had a uh, Anthony Pettis against Roy Jones Jr. was right. the headliner, which is a big matchup for something like that. So yeah. I think he's going to do a lot of that uh, and run uh, like a promotion like that, something not huge but big enough to where he can profit off of it. I think so. I gotta agree. I think that's his money making. There, he's making money now. So what does yeah. I mean? He has nothing else to prove in the octagon. He did what he's done, and I'm happy that, you know, that he, like I said, I don't see, I don't see him saying retirement. He just said he's done from the UFC. 
but he will be doing other things outside of UFC. That, that, that will for sure. And like how Coach said, hey, at bare knuckle, if they offered him a lot of money, he will fucking go. He will do it. The man will take that money. It, money talks, baby. Money talks. But the other thing, too, that shocked me that, well, I think, you know, I think maybe he deserves it. Maybe. Why not? You know, Burns pretty much told Dana White, you better put me as a backup for the for the Leon Edwards and Covington. And he granted him his wish. He said, all right, yep. I'm going to give you that wish. Now you 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 talk the talk. Now you walk the walk. I know you, you bitch too much at me. Why did I chose, you know, Covington to be the backup fighter instead of you? Well, fine. I'll put you as a backup fighter for Covington and Edwards. So good for Gilbert to get, you know, his his wishes. And we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll just, you know, it's a long way to go to see what what holds for Gilbert Burns in this division in the welterweight because the welterweight, like how we always been saying it, we've been like resting positively about it. That it's been, it's fantastic. That right now, that that division is stacked. You can't move anywhere. Everybody's stuck. That's what it's, it's so and much. The, and to think that four guys in the top ten are, used to be lightweights, like, <laughs> right? Because Gilbert Burns used to be a lightweight and yes. then he moved up. Yeah, yep. Jorge Masvidal, who was a lightweight. He moved up. It's uh, they just added like Kevin Lee is uh, came back. He's a uh, he's outside the top fifteen, but he's he was a lightweight. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Nate Diaz, who just retired, he was a lightweight and moved up. Like that that seems like the the big thing now. Like the welterweights are former lightweights that that either couldn't cut it or just needed to make a move, and they did they did that, and it's. I think that's what's helped make it so exciting of a division. And right. with, the, with the fact that Shemaev is moving to middleweight, it looks like, I don't know if it's permanent, but he, he's going to be fighting. And there's talks that the, the fight's going to be him and Paulo Costa in the co-main event of Abu Dhabi in October. Oh. He, we might not see Shemaev anytime soon. Oh, okay. At welterweight. Uh, which means more options for guys up there, especially Shavcat and Burns. Yeah, and that's I, that's, a, that's a fight I want to see is Shavcat versus Burns. Yeah, that's definitely. But go ahead, baby, break it down for this fight. What? It, it's it's just like I said uh, last week when we were breaking it down. The the wrestling, the grappling, it's just something that Jorge Masvidal struggles against. Yeah, he got controlled that whole second round, four minutes and six seconds. He just couldn't do anything. When he's in the open, uh, open air, he can land a lot of stuff. He has power in his hands. But we've said it. He he was all about being straight Jesus. He didn't worry really, like add so much to his game when he came into MMA. It's just that he had that knockout power. He could clinch up a little bit with you, and he can move around. Like he he used that to his advantage and that's why he was a 50 50 fighter in the UFC. He I think he was eight and eight or eight and nine at welterweight and then he was like three and two at lightweight since joining the, the UFC. You yeah. know certain matchups where uh, it was that power hand that was the equalizer for him but he struggled against a lot of guys in the clinch being overpowered because he just didn't have that those skills because he came into it later uh, finding guys on the streets compared to training in the gym uh, 
at an earlier age, but he made it work. He made millions off of it, so I can't hate him for that because he did something that a lot of people probably couldn't do with the proper skills. Yeah, definitely. Coach, break it down for us. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect – I didn't expect you to go to the distance. I thought Burns was going to finish it. Um, it's great that Masvidal had such a long and storied career, and I'm, I'm happy that he retired. Um, you know, the the fight itself was okay. It, it, it was it was a fight, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't anything special or spectacular. Um, Burns is on his way up, and that's great. And Masvidal is on to bigger and better things, and that is also great. Um, so it was it was a it was a nice event. Um, I also want to commend uh, Jorge for "Let's Go Brandon" um, at the end in his speech. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that Gilbert went back to the drawing board after losing to Usman. And he was like, I can't be going knockout crazy anymore because he he made the move from lightweight to welterweight, and he started knocking yeah, guys out. And his I don't team, know. I felt like he was taking it easy on George. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if that was just I think it was all like you said that. Oh, he he learned and he got better. I think he was just you know. Well, uh, not, not not just this one. It's been I've seen a couple of fights where he's not trying to go for that knockout every single time. He's Mixing things He's getting up. a little more yeah. sophisticated with his yeah. strikes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or shot yeah. selection. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. Because yeah, yeah, he mentioned yeah without Usman one, but even though with the Usman one, he could have definitely won that fight. You know, he definitely got. Well, what's going on in here? Who's 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 coming in? Is someone's coming in? I bom, bom, bom. Oh, who, yes. Who, 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 let's so see. It's the director. Oh, no, no. Uh, it's the, the Alex is he coming in? Yeah. I don't no. know if he is. I don't think so. <laughs> Unless he pressed the button, we'll see if he comes in or not. But thinking <laughs> uh, us out. I know he's probably just teasing us. But yeah, I mean, this was a show. It this was wasn't really. There's nothing much we can. I can really even too like. Good for what? Look, good for both. That's all I had to say. Yeah, there's nothing much. It was, it was a show, man. They did it for Trump, damn it. He was there. They did it for Trump. They did it for Tato. It was, it, was all, it was all a show. Good for them and for the Miami crowd and their hero retiring. Yeah, hometown being able to uh, finish yeah. out where he started in Miami. So that's a good oh, thing for him. Oh, see, look, look who wanted, decided to come in. There you go. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> well, well, what is going on? The, what a half of the mind is a pain, ladies and gentlemen. Alex. Five times. Hey man, Chips. when you're when you're winning championships and you know cashing checks and you know doing all that stuff, and, you know, <laughs> calm down, Masvidal. Calm down, Masvidal. Calm down. <laughs> so what you want? The, you want the BMF? The BMF title? Or what is that? What it is? That's why you, you're taking time off because you're, you're the baddest motherfucker now. That's what it is. You got to thank Coach for that because he trained you too. You got to give him some credit. <laughs> you got to give him some credit too. You have to. Well, go ahead, Alex. Give us your take on this co-main event since we're already on it, brother. And he froze. <laughs> 
Did he freeze? Yeah, it looked like he froze. Yes. Oh, yes. Mr. Glacier got to him. <sighs> He'll be back. Let him Snapping necks and cashing checks. There you I go. forgot to pay his internet bill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. He forgot to pay the internet bill. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, you're back now. You see? You see? Yeah. Okay. Put some respect on my name, man. Well, what? <laughs> hey, but you forgot to pay your internet bill. You see, even coach is saying, man, snapping next, cashing checks, but forgetting to pay the internet bill. Huh? That's what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, brother. Break it down for us. Your, your thoughts about the co main event. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, it just shows that, uh, uh, age really showed for Masvidal in this fight. Um, he was just a little bit slow. Um, he was taking a lot of kicks, a lot of late kicks, and uh, yeah, Burns looked really good. I mean, I just think Burns just played it safe. You know, we all know Masvidal's wrestling defense is not really the, you know, he's lost to a lot of wrestlers, you know, so Burns stuck to that game plan and, you know, executed it. He looked really good. Um, what do you guys, did you guys talk about this? But like, the, what are your thoughts on the grease on Masvidal? Apparently, uh, Burns said that he kind of like greased himself or something like that, or he put like lotion. I did he, did he catch that to be honest? I didn't. What, what happened with that? If you want to break it down for us, because I don't. Oh, yeah, Burns said in the press conference that he was like he. Uh, the reason why he couldn't finish him is because I guess his body was like it just felt like he put Vaseline or lotion, so it was very hard to like keep him down in the ground. They said the only reason why Maslow got up is because he was very slippery. Oh really? I I didn't notice that. I didn't. I did not even notice that at all. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean that that's the that's what he said. That you know, but you hear it all the time. Uh, but you look at Masvidal; he doesn't have a lot of body hair, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. Only just here and, the beards. That's it. But that's and, the, and the the commission does. They check backstage. Um, they check ringside. So it's it's hard to actually. It's 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 pretty challenging to grease and get away with it. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, main event time, baby. What do we got, Bakley? We got the welterweight champ. Yeah, I mean the middleweight championship. My bad. Israel Adesanya defeats Alex Fajeda by second round KO to become the two-time middleweight champion. I'm glad I didn't bet on this fight. If I would have <laughs> did a fucking parlay, I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed, and I'm glad I, I told didn't. you. I'm just I'm gonna say is I told you. I, I know, I I know. When when I saw you in the chat, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not even gonna say anything. But you know, Chris is not here to defend himself. But I know Chris is like, I'm done watching. I don't believe this. I'm like, what? What's going on? No, this is all rigged. No, it's not rigged. For God's sakes, MMA is never rigged. But well, now ne- can't say never. Can't say never. Let's knock on wood. Let's just keep it that way. Let's just let's just make sure because now with the merger with UFC and WWE, we don't want yeah. entertainment. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Let's see, there you go. Oh, right. yep. Izzy with the crossbow twice. And uh, I I said it. You know, Patosha's problem is his defense. He doesn't cover him up so much. I. I don't know what he was doing. For me, I'm just, what are you doing? Like, I get it that he 
you know, he came in right at, you know, had, you know, Izzy like towards, you know, towards the, you know, towards the cage, but Izzy caught that opening, caught him, you know, hit him right in the temple, knocked him out. Izzy got his redemption. I'm happy for him. Uh, should it be a, tr a trilogy for the UFC? I think it should be. But now I'm seeing there's talks that they're considering a moving Alex to the light heavyweight division. And I'm like, what? Yeah, he, might, he might even challenge uh, for the for the title right That's what, Yeah, for, right away. They're like, what? They're going to put him against Jamal Hill for the light hit? Like, light heavyweight? Like, no, I don't know. They're doing and, the WWE storyline. Yes. Because he beat the deal is finished, right? <laughs> yep. So I mean, it could be the story, but I mean, good, good for Izzy winning. You know, TKO's knock him, knock out, second round. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Uh, I don't know what's next because, like I said, that middle, seeing that middleweight division is not. I I don't I and I'm I'm losing investment of it. Uh, right now, we mentioned earlier before you know Alex came on. The welterweight division is the hottest thing right now in the UFC. I don't see this middleweight division going anywhere. I was expecting Alex to retain and for Izzy to leave that division because there's nothing else left. But, I mean, we already see him as light heavyweight. He can't do much over there either. His his, his, his hope is that Shemaev has a good uh, showing against uh, Costa and then – if DDP can keep moving up, uh, uh, plus C. Yeah, if he can keep yes. moving up, because they're having a war of words with each other after that. Yeah. Uh, talking about being a better representative of Africa and this and that. But uh, that he needs to hope that he keeps that move up the, the rankings. Yeah, definitely. But go ahead, Bakley, break it down. What did you 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 got it right. You chose you chose this man. So he, yeah, I said it before, he needed this. This was paramount that he got this victory. Uh, it would have tarnished his legacy having uh, not one but two losses for the belt against Fajeda. Even though through all those uh, defenses that he had, it would have been two losses in a row uh, and four total if he would have uh, lost here. Uh, against the guy, and I just wouldn't have looked at it right. He came in motivated. He came in won this. I love the fact that he came in right away throwing those calf kicks very low. He wasn't rushing things. Uh, I said all along, one of the things about Fajita that is very dangerous is he throws leg kicks. He he can be uh, aggressive. It's more like control chaos. But he doesn't rush into you. He like he thinks three, four, five steps ahead. And Adesanya, just like the last fight, uh, kind of went around that. He was just throwing, moving, throwing, moving. He he knows how to fight five round fight, so he uses that. And Fajita doesn't. Like you saw, Fajita slowed down last fight. But like we said, round five, his coaches clicked in there. You need this. And he was urgent, and he got the the knockout here. He had Adesanya in the round two, a couple of chances where he had him backing up or he hit him. And instead of just taking what he was given, he rushed uh, and rushed in and was trying to throw haymakers at Adesanya, backed him up against the cage, and 
the kid, it was weird. Like usually he throws those straight punches. He was throwing those overhand punches at Adesanya along the cage, and all Adesanya was doing was kind of beating him in there, and then he ducked, and then he threw a shot at him. Uh, Fajita always leaves himself open for shots, and especially when you rush in, he's even more open. He got hit once, boom, shuffle over the, uh, to the left, hit him again, had him knocked down, Adesanya let himself loose after afterwards with all the celebration because he knew that he finally he finally slayed the beast, the beast that he couldn't uh, beat in glory, and he didn't beat in the first fight. Uh, for the title, and he got his belt back, and he did it. And instead of running it back for a third one, uh, they both agreed, "Hey, hey these two fights were great. Like, I'm gonna move up to light heavyweight." Because if you look at Fajita, this guy is huge. When you put him next to Glover Teixeira, who was a heavyweight and light heavyweight, this guy is like almost twice as big as him, and he was cutting all that weight. So I feel like. It's gonna do him maybe better to go to light heavyweight if that's crazy to say. Maybe so, but well, go ahead, Alex. I want to hear your take. Go for it. Um, I think it's so crazy to me that like Adesanya wins this fight, and they make it seem like he won the war and won the whole thing. Like it's still three one. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like I don't like I don't know what's so crazy about it. Like. I don't know. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, it's like he like they were celebrating like he won it." And it's like it's still three one. I wouldn't be happy if I'm if I lost to the guy three times and I barely took me so long to finally beat him. But you know, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, he did look good though. Um, I think Pereira just kept himself when he like you know comes aggressive. He leaves his chin really up a high, so it sets him up a really big target for him, and that's what that's the reason why he got caught. And uh, you know, um, and yeah, the way and, and it was starting to look good for him too because he was putting him against the cage, you know, he was eliminating the kicks, you know, as much as he gets close. I think that was his game plan was to kind of eliminate the kicks and throw his punches and get in and try to go for the knockout. But I think he just swung a little bit too crazy and left himself wide open and I was trying to just you know set up that trap and got him. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall look good, and we'll see what happens. I think, I think there should be a rematch. I think right away, do a rematch right away, and just finish it. Whoever wins it, I guess you know, wins the wins the war, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they're gonna put him against Jamal, and do that setup, and uh, kind of like you see beat Glover. So you know, that's his coach. So I think they're gonna go for that, and uh, yeah. But they're talking about having Alex going to to light heavyweight, beat Jamal Hill, have Busy move up to light heavyweight to beat Alex just for him to be, you know, have a double champ. And just for that setup, that's where they want to fucking do this. That is ridiculous if that does happen, Mike. I'm, I'm just going to say, poor Robert Whitaker. Poor him. But right? it doesn't get shit, man. What? Oh, my God. He was, so, he was so happy when Fajita won. And he was like, yes, I'm going to get that the third title shot. And then, and yeah. Now, uh, well, honestly, at this point, Whitaker is just a gatekeeper. Because he just, he's lost out of Sunday, you know, a couple times already. So they don't want to do that rematch. And people don't want to see that. So. You know, Whitaker's in a, is in a position where he he's not going to get a title shot unless there's a new middleweight champion. 
Yeah, that's very, mm-hmm. very true. I agree. Coach, break it down. And everybody's getting older, too. Damn. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, uh, Ivan, you were saying that no one's undefeated, but there are two undefeated fighters in history, Father Time and Mother Nature. Uh, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Very uh, Father ding, Time. Ding. Yeah, Father Time fucks with all of us. So, uh, yeah, I have to give. I I'm I'm making the assumption that this was Coach Eugene uh, that came up with the game plan and had Izzy play hurt back up to the cage. You know, they watched they watched the tape. They came up with the plan, and Eugene's you know, Eugene is a is a genius. Everyone knows that. So. Uh, I got it. You know, I had picked Pereira because just really because I don't like Izzy's personality. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, that's no, no one does. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Every now and then he comes, he comes around and he does something, and I'm like, okay, well maybe I do like this guy. But then he'll have a, a fight like he did with uh, Take Your Pick, Cannoneer, where he just does the absolute bare minimum. Like calls, I hate that man. He phones it in and doesn't show up for the fight. He showed up for this fight, and he had a brilliant game plan. And and Potan walked right into the trap. The other thing is, uh, Potan, as you all have already pointed out, lacks defense. He's he's just he. Uh, there's there's no excuse for it, right? You're supposed to be one of the best kickboxers in the world, and uh, you get hit way too much. And then when you're doing the massive weight cuts that he does, that affects your ability to take a shot. Yeah. Uh, I am anti-weight cut all around because I'm pro-science, and I'm literate, and I'm well-educated. Uh, cutting weight at all, affects your performance the bigger the weight cut the the more adverse the more harm you do uh potan there's a picture of him with dominic reyes who's one of the bigger light heavyweights and he was dwarfing reyes and it's just like wait a second wait one of these guys is a middleweight one's a light heavyweight so you know potan will do well at light heavy the thing is oh man He's getting old. Yeah. He's getting old. And he had that, you know, he had that brutal, brutal knockout. And who knows what that's, uh, what that's going to do to him. Um, I would like to see another. I would like to see the rubber match in the UFC. I would like to see it between uh, Potan and Izzy. I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't know how it's going to go, you know, uh, Potan has some advantages physically. Uh, but as far as the coaching and the gamesmanship and the craft and, you know, and all around is he's a better fighter, right? He's got more skills. He's got, he's more well-rounded, but, and Glover and, and, uh, Potan could put in the work and catch up. Uh, so yeah, I think I do. I want to see the rematch. Yeah, I me too. I think the rematch makes more sense in that division because just just to elevate it. To be honest, 
I just don't feel that it's necessary to move up, uh, you know, Pereira to to a light heavyweight just to plan that shit out to have Izzy to move up to light heavyweight yeah. and make it up. Well, and, and, and from what I've seen from both fights, I felt like Adesana had, like, I felt like he really beat him in the first fight, got knocked out, of course. Uh, by the hair of Mary in round five, and then he had him in this one. He just game plans better, in my opinion. I think, I think Fajita is the better kickboxer, but Adesana is the better MMA fighter. Yes, totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah as much as we want to be biased, coach, from his personality, but the man that hey, how you mentioned Coach Eugene really, you know, give him the game plan, and it definitely worked. And I. Yep. Gotta commend that, you know. That's and look, you know, Alex Pereira is not Glover Teixeira. You cannot take all those heavy punches like Glover does. And no, you can't do that. You're not Glover Teixeira. The the two, the two different style fighters. Way two different styles. Uh, Come the on. The other thing, the other thing, the the company has to go with where what well, makes money. And yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of storyline there, but nobody really gives a shit about Poton fighting Jamal Hill other than Jamal Hill is a star that sells but you can put anyone in there with Jamal and he will he'll make a fight and he'll he'll sell it and he'll be great to watch there's a limited time offer you got a small amount of time left with with Potan and I think I think the best business decision is to have the rubber match and uh and cash, cash your chips. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I was, we'll see what the future holds for that middleweight division because if we're looking at the middleweight division. You still have Whitaker at two, you know, Marvin Vittori at three, Cannonier at four, Paul Costa at five, you know, Duplisky's at six, Strickland at seven, Bronson at eight, uh, Dulce at nine, Jack Hermanson at 10, Gaston, which he had a good fight, by the way, in the prelims. Great performance by him. Uh, he moved up. I get now he's what at eleven, you know. And, and give me uh, Duplessis versus uh, Marvin Vittori, and then we got Shemaev against Polukaska uh, Costa. Give me that. I want to yeah. see uh, what uh, Duplessis can do against a guy like Vittori. And if he can get by him, then he deserves a, a title shot, in my opinion. Yeah, he's not ready. He's not ready. Mm. He's not ready. He's he's got some. Yeah. He, he he's got some work to do. But, the Pliskies? Uh, he's not ready. Yeah. Oh, he's not ready. He's yeah. not ready. He, he, he would, would maul has, him. I I think he might damage uh, Vittori because I didn't. I wasn't very confident in Vittori's last fight, even though I picked. Yeah, him. he didn't look great. No, he didn't look great. And uh, especially with the the new camp, we didn't even know that he changed yeah, right? fight camps. But it's weird, like a guy like Duplassi. He has that weird breathing problem where he has to breathe through his mouth. And mm. I forget why, but like it always looks like he's tired, but then he can still throw and throw the same rate because he said it's this weird thing with him. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I, I with Duplessis, if I'm saying that right, I just, uh, yeah. he's got, he's got, cavernous holes in his game yeah. uh you know it's yeah he's he's physically fit but <laughs> welcome to middleweight you know yeah. um but yeah he uh 
his striking is it's not sophisticated enough he doesn't he doesn't mix the striking and the grappling very well and his grappling is uh, you know it's mediocre but uh he there's a lot of potential there but i'd like to see him actually build and grow into the potential i don't i don't think he's ready to really start facing the the guys higher up the, the food chain yet mm, what about but, sean strickland I'm friends with Sean. And he's at number seven. <laughs> so, so I'm he's not going to say seven. much about Sean. I mean, <laughs> listen. He's, uh, a person, he's a personality there. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, Sean. Oh, Sean I, love, I love his personality. He's a moneymaker. He's a showman, yes. right? Uh, we all know he's he is not. He's not going to he's not going to get the belt. He he his his career, you know, it's he knows that he needs to start taking the money fights and and start starting his gracious exit from from the sport. He knows this. Yeah. Um I don't know, he might punch me in the mouth next time he sees me, but uh <laughs> Let's hope again, that, okay? Let's not hope <laughs> again. Um but uh yeah, I mean, I like Strickland. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's great to listen to. Um, but as far he's not, he's not a contender. Um, he's definitely top five, and uh, let him let him fight there. But see, the, the middleweight division, man. Like, how many guys has, has Izzy beaten twice already? You know, and uh, see, I'm looking at you know, obviously, uh, like he bit. <laughs> Is he? he beat Whitaker twice. Yeah, Whitaker twice. Vittori twice. Vittori twice. Cannonier uh, once. Cannonier once only. Costa but, once. Costa, yeah. Costa yeah, yeah. He hasn't fought two plus C. He hasn't fought Strickland. Nope. He, he beat. I believe he beat Brunson. Oh yeah, he beat Brunson. He, he, he beat didn't. Brunson. Play, oh yeah, he, he hasn't fought to. Haven't fought didn't fight Hermanson, I believe. He beat Gasolin for the title. Yep. No Evil Evamov, no Allen, no Muniz, and then no Curtis. No, it's just that there's But half know. of those guys half those guys just lost in the past month. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, it's it's um hey, should we talk about uh Action Man and Gasolin? Oh yeah, go for it. Let's bring it up. I'll yeah. I'll yeah. Curtis, uh, what's his name? Chris Actually, Curtis. Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. Chris. No, Chris Curtis. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Gaslam uh, put on one of the one of the better fights that evening. Um, and uh, I don't know. Are they? What's that do with their rankings? I don't know. But uh, well, Gaslam moved up. He's that's why he moved to to eleven. Yeah. He's okay. yeah, he's yeah. they switched spots. Oh, okay. Yeah, technically yeah. they switched spots. So you know, just by seeing of where they're at. So I mean, they technically switched spots. Yeah, he's eleven, so, and then Curtis is fifteen. Yeah. See, look, look at the rankings here. Let me let me show share this tab right here. There you go. So let me switch it up here, easier for us, or closer, so you guys can see. Let me remove this. So there. So. So that's the move up four spots because I bet you know how Bakley mentioned that the rest of the guys here in the past month lost. Everybody dropped down, and I get it, yeah, and Curtis and Chris Curtis 
switched with and even, even Delitze, who is number nine, lost to Vittori. Oh, he lost, oh, that's right. He lost to Vittori. Yeah. That's right. And then Brunson lost to Duplessis. Mm. Yeah, I <laughs> I'll mean, tell you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, somebody's somebody's got to make something happen at middleweight. Some a fighter really needs to break out, and they really Ins- they they insert, they don't. Need, well, right. <laughs> hey, I mean, he's got the hype, and he and he's right that that could be that could be awesome but somebody you know i just i worry that whitaker's done what he's going to do vittori's done what he's going to do cannoneer's done what he's you know i just worry that these guys have have made it kind of to the end of their skill set their vision and uh you know yeah but just like uh masvidal had that conversation with himself and all of a sudden came in and a changed man and became street jesus right mm-hmm. somebody needs to have an epiphany like that somebody needs to have a dark night of the soul and really you know talk to the guy in the mirror and, and really make that change and uh just start beating people up and and taking on all comers and let Izzy go do whatever he's got to do to make the money. And you just fucking put your nose to the grindstone, put asses in seat, put chins on floors. And, uh, I don't know who it's going to be. It'd be great if it was Sean. Right. (laughs) It just, I mean, I still feel that they need a couple more wins in them for duplices and, and for Sean. I mean, I it just I I just can't see Whitaker and and is he part a trilogy? I, yeah, right. I can't see that. It, it's I mean, okay. The what's the second fight? I'm trying to remember which one was like. Wow, it was like the one that was close to me. I think it was the second fight. I think when they had, I think I correct if I'm wrong, gentlemen. But I mean, Whitaker had the opportunity, but yeah. that's it. I mean, I think Whitaker should lead that division. I mean, what if Izzy doesn't leave? Why would Whitaker stay there? You're not Dana White's not going to book you. He's been he's been inactive so much because he's wait, kind of stuck at that one spot. And the, the, well, he's actually two it, now, he's, but yeah, yeah. But but for what fucking reason? Then move up, move up to light heavyweight. Then try something new. If Dana White ain't going to book you in that division and not book a trilogy between him and Izzy, then what is he going to do in that division? What is there left for him? Nothing. And, and that's why, like, I feel like with how kind of held up the, the welterweight division is, that's why Shemaev is making that move up because he's like, geez, Usman and uh, Edwards just had a trilogy. And now, look, now Kobe Covington is getting his uh, third title shot. Man, we already Edward. know why. We, we already know why. Well, we, we know, we know why. I'm not going to get into politics because this is not a politics know. podcast. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to say, we, we, say. <laughs> we know why with that. But, like, Shemayev, like, how long is he going to wait there? Like, yeah, when he was supposed to get. So he's like, make him fight for Mohammed then. Make that a fucking fight. The yeah, winner then of that he, fight but then he, is the winner of Covington and. and but, then he's fighting, but then he's fighting down when he's been on this win streak. He fought somebody when he was at 15 that was ranked number two, and he beat them. 
Right. So you the, want to like, make a contenders match. You want to make money, a money fight. This could be the opportunity. If they could put this both in the same it night, it would be great. My opinion. It beat Gilbert Burns, who is on I, a roll now. Like, I yes. think that's, to me, that's enough. Like, he beat him. Well, I mean, he, he was supposed to get a shot, and then Usman lost to Edwards, and then he lost. Uh, the rematch, so it's like so. It looks like it is true. He is moving up to fucking like heavyweight then. So thank you, Bitsy, for that information. So, you, so he's you only going to cut thirty pounds. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can kind of get him moving up. Aaron, and then, no, no, it's then, happening. I think it's booked already for two eighty. Yeah, it's it, it's in it's a, June. In June, so it's gonna happen. Because yeah. and then, yeah. so I think Shabayev is like it's a better calculated risk for me to move up. Fight once in October, and then if I win that, I get a title shot because of all the guys that uh, Izzy has already fought and beat once or twice. It's crazy that it so it looks like it's all fucking planned, and it looks like yeah. you know Pereira is going to move to light heavyweight. He made the announcement already. So if this happens, that we get Izzy and uh, Alex and three in pound for pound title for title i'm gonna be pissed the fuck off we, we won't we, it's, it's i better not we better not we need to see something different yeah those were you know those are the two lacking divisions right now i'm happy that jamal hill got his shot but i i don't i, I hope jamal hill wins I as think much as i i, think I hope he does yeah and that's gonna be a good money fight for him too it's gonna be good for him but yeah I, I would even say that maybe they shouldn't even do that, and you you make a guy like Fajita fight Yuri Prokraska, uh, but we don't even know what condition he's in. Yeah, we we don't even know yet if he's one hundred fully one hundred percent ready or not. But we'll see. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Good debate here, but we'll be back here for this fight coming up in Cinco de Mayo weekend. That this is guy, of course Alzheimer's Sterling. This guy yeah. will be there. Bakley will be oh, there. Nice. Bakley will be there attending as we got the return of, of course, Sahudo challenging Ajma Sterling for the Bantamweight title. And, of course, uh, Oliveira making a return against Belderouche. That's going to be a – I'm going to save myself for that one because I don't know. Yeah. That's a – you got, you got Jessica Indraj versus Jan Zalnan. That's going to be pretty, a pretty good fight. Oh, I hope he doesn't get him. Yeah, he's going to get a media title shot, guys. So we might see that announcement coming soon from Damon White. He's going to do it. So don't be surprised that he'll make it. Yeah, I, you got you to gotta make the money while you can. Because yep. it's so easy to – anybody with legit grappling is going to beat Potan in MMA. Right? And yeah. especially at light heavy, man. He's gonna have a rough time at light heavyweight. So um, imagine, imagine him against a guy like Magomed and Goliath. Oh my god! Right? Oh. Uh, it, it it makes total sense to give him the title shot. Flip a coin if he wins, cool. If he loses, whatever. You know, we made our money, and and that's really all you can do with him. Agreed. I absolutely agree. But we'll be here. We're doing actually a special one. It's not an MMA for next Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, because. And that's if, uh, of course, Bakley and I think the Modest Brother and Coach, that's if he wants to. But because next week, we're, I'm going to do the debate center here because we want to debate about one upcoming fight that is coming 
next Saturday, April 22nd, and that is, of course, Garcia and Tank Davis, which they'll be fighting is next Saturday. I have you would like to join us here. We will talk about it, give our thoughts of who will win this prize money fight because this fight has been building for a long time, and we finally got it. So, I yeah, see? You, they they agree with you, coach. They agree. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we got Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, April twenty second. The debate center will be here again, uh, eight o'clock Pacific Standard Time, eleven o'clock Eastern. We'll talk about that, and we'll probably debate some MMA to talk about. Hey, if the official, if there's any more news about, you know, Alex Pereira moving to officially. See, if there's any upcoming ones that you know, but we're gonna be here next Wednesday because I want to talk about that fight. I don't know if you guys want to join me to talk about that because Tank yeah. Davis, Ryan Garcia. Oh, let's talk about it, baby. I cannot wait for that. So. I'm a licensed boxing coach, too. So there you go. Ooh, <laughs> we can't wait to get the coach's thoughts on this fight next Wednesday. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys. don't forget to follow. The man with the IQ, and he's also part of the Blood Entertainment Network, Cage My IQ. Of course, he's going to have his best lips on the bloodlightnetwork.com. Make sure you go Bloodlight. I, I, I hit on Sam Hughes this week, so. Yeah, you, you hit, yeah, pretty much. Whoever I, had, I, had, I had her uh, winning, and then I had her by decision, and she came back and beat Anarum after almost getting choked out. Mm. Yeah, wow. And then we have, of course, follow the coach, man. Follow the coach rage. It was going to show you that pain in that cage. Follow IR. Make sure IR is on the description right below. You can follow him. And I know you got something coming up in the next 10 days. I fighters prep, coach. Talk about Wow. It. Yeah. So uh, my fighter, Dylan the Butcher Ludwig, uh, is back in the lion's den. Fighters rep uh, 18. Uh, and that is like. I think it's uh, April 22nd. April 22nd. Is, yes, that April 22nd. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a week from Saturday. I don't remember what the date is. Yeah. Uh, Commerce Casino. And, uh, and it's, this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a fight. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but we win by knockout. That's what we do. So <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. And also, if you want to catch that here, I'm going to show you the website very brief. Nice. Go to Fighters rep.com purchase your go. tickets there you go tickets are on sale now at the commerce casino there you go make sure fighters rep.com if you can't make it live there's a live stream that you can purchase also that is right same website yeah same website you catch it here ladies and gentlemen i'm excited there's so much good shit of world of, of not just mma but boxing kickboxing you name it it's it's getting hot, so it's, it's we can't wait. We cannot wait. Woo, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to sub like, subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network and also on the Circle Debate Channel. We'll meet you guys for next Wednesday. Top discussions of MMA and boxing will be here at the same time because we are going to give our prediction for that. Garcia and Tank Davis, looking forward to talk to you guys about that. And we bid you adieu. Good night. Goodbye. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.